Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Those of you who are listening, you're probably listening in on some kind of technological device tonight, which might be your laptop or your cell phone or maybe your iPad. And tonight we're actually talking about tech and sex and how on earth do they go together? Well, there are several ways that they do. And one of the things that I'll be discussing is how sometimes our relationship with technology just goes that one step further into beyond just, you know, liking your technology, but to become an, like an intimate relationship with technology. So actually this show was inspired by a friend of mine who sent me an article about uh, technosexuality, technosexuals. And then literally it was like 24 hours later, I was um, hanging out with my husband in bed and he was reading the uh, Zero Hedge um, news. And in it, he's there was an article about technosexuals and he asked if I'd heard of that. So it was like kind of one of those things where I go, huh, that was twice in a week. Let's talk about that. Although the term isn't brand new to this world, the term's actually been around since in the New York uh, magazine it's been used again until the 1990s so it's not it's not a brand new term but it is a, a term that's becoming more and more used and one of the reasons it's becoming more and more used or acknowledged is that more and more people are having these more deep relationships with technology so technology in this sense includes all kinds of things, including mechanical things like robots um, or even any kind of uh, even technology like, like your computer or a robot or different machines or androids. Um, so with this, there's a new sort of trend that has been showing up over the last decade or so with different increases in technology, especially things like robot um, like robot dolls, the uh, Android um, you know sex toys that are very lifelike that have you know very human like features that even have engaging conversations. So there's no doubt that as technology increases, and our ways of interacting with technology is more and uh, more and more common. We're having way more people who are 
having deeper relationships with this. So over the last few months, so for those of you listening in the future, this show is being um, live broadcast on September 14th, 2020 on the planet. We're still going through some pandemic stuff, which has a lot of people still connecting through technology. I have to say there are a lot of people who are getting very frustrated with having to connect through technology. I was recently talking to a friend of mine who is a professor at a university and she's had to be doing all of her teaching online and uh, she's saying that it's very frustrating to not be in a classroom with bodies and um, several other people who have been put into workplaces where they have to be working online are saying they really notice the difference of when they're working online and when they're working with people directly and how much easier and kinder it is on their bodies when they get to work with people directly. Their bodies are happier. They just feel so much better. And ironically, these are people who are probably, uh, you know, they're probably not as attracted to tech as um, as somebody who is a technosexual. So to me, somebody who's a technosexual would be really thriving right now with all of the use of technology. They'd be really excited and turned on by the idea that they get to be with their laptop and their cell phone and, you know, all their different tech going at all times in order to either connect with people or for their own pleasure, maybe for viewing or listening, walking around, listening to podcasts 24 hours a day. I hope you're listening to mine 24 hours a day. And, if you're not, start to. It might add more pleasure to your technosexual activities of the day. So what I'm looking at overall right now, just like assessing the situation in the world, is that we are having, a, uh, this crisis has probably led to a lot of people who didn't even realize they were technosexuals uh, now becoming more aware that they are attracted to their technology and very turned on by it. And there are also people who are starting to realize how repelled they are by it. So it's creating quite a defining line between the two different kind of ways of being with technology, those who love it and those who hate it. I can tell you that in my family that um, I have a mother who absolutely cannot stand technology. So instead of being a technophile, she has more of like technophobia. She's not afraid of it and doesn't run screaming, but it's pretty close. So if you have a technophilia, it means that you have this, uh, if you're a technosexual, you have a, a paraphilia towards technology. And what does that mean is paraphilias are basically, we've talked about this on the show before, there are a category of different behaviors of things that turn you on. Like aphelia is something that you like a lot. And paraphilias just mean the many things that you might like a lot that are outside of what we would call the standard norm of sexual behavior. They used to be called, kind of termed as sexual deviances. And now we call them paraphilias. So in this term, the paraphilia is with technology. So there's an unusual love relationship, 
not just love, but a sexual turn on that occurs with technology. So, for example, if you're one of those people who gets super turned on by having likes on, you know, your Instagram page and you every time you get a like, it's like you feel your body is like, ooh, like it's excited and gets thrilled and you see a hundred likes and you're super turned on. Then, you know, that is even a level of technophilia, technosexuality and technophilia. There's even the point to where some of the terminology has adapted even over the last year to include people who have a hard time leaving their cell phone behind or that if they don't have it on them or it's not near their body or say in their pocket or beside them where they can touch it, that they feel sort of lost or insecure. So there's a comfort and a turn on with having it near your body or on your body. So for those of you out there listening, I'm just curious, how many of you feel really comforted by sleeping with your technology? But there's quite a few. I recently worked with a young woman uh, who came to my office who was suffering from a lot of anxiety and fear. Um, and her anxiety and fear went escalated tremendously when I requested that she take all technology out of her room while she sleeps and turn off the Wi-Fi in her house. And for her, that was like tearing off her arm. She has such an immense comfort in having the technology beside her that it's a really um, like a deep relationship. So fascinating stuff. And by all means, when and if you have that sort of intense relationship and it's paralyzing you or affecting other relationships or affecting you mentally, I really encourage you to connect with me. Send me a message because anybody who has the courage to connect with me and ask for for a connection, if you let me know that you're connecting with me because you would like some 15 minutes of coaching with me, I will gift that to you. So you just need to let me know that that's what you're connecting with me for is the 15 minutes of coaching. And you can reference this show and say it's about the fact that I think I ha- I'm a technosexual and I have technophilia and I'd like some help with that. So yes, if that's what's going on with you, I can definitely assist you and coach you through that so that you can have a relationship with technology that isn't consuming your life and unless you like it of course and you're enjoying that then go for it if you're not liking that so much and you would like to have relationships with people instead of technology then I can definitely contribute to you to create that in your life so there are so many so many levels of this technosexuality when you look at a term that's coined in 1970s prior to you know, the media that we, social media prior to households having, you know, most households having computers of some sort. I would say that in 19, maybe in 1983, my brother and I got our first personal computer, a Texas instrument, and it was very, uh, I don't know, I, I found it overwhelming as an eight year old. I found it like super overwhelming to try and figure out how to even play a video game and you had to like type in all this stuff and 
the video game going. So I, I think I was quite turned off by it. However, I know that my brother and my cousins, uh, they were all boys. They loved it. They loved the video games. They were super intense with it and super interested in it as well. So then we go back to the 1970s. I can't even quite imagine what was available at that time that would be something that would be in terms of computers. Um, they weren't you know, that available. Maybe there were adding machines that people got turned on by. Maybe there were other technologies that people got turned on by. Um, I know my grandfather, who has passed about two years ago, he loved, loved, loved having all the latest and greatest technology. And maybe on some level, he might have had a little bit of that going on. You know, if there was the latest um, machine for like photocopying machine, he needed to have it, even though it shook the whole house and took an hour to make a photocopy. That might have been something that turned him on, uh, having the latest, greatest thing for watching home movies like the beta beta machine that was something that he probably really got turned on by as well so sometimes people need to have the latest and greatest technology as well and that that could be falling into that category of technosexual as well and then you get it and you're so excited and turned on by it it is an it could be very well another factor so i know that a lot of us are not even realizing how dependent we are on our technology. So if you leave your house and you forgot your cell phone, does it concern you for the rest of the day? Are you like, oh my God, I got to get back to my cell phone. I got to get back to my cell phone. Got to go find it. Or can you thrive and survive for a day without it? I always find it fun leaving my cell phone behind on purpose, just to see how much it actually freaks other people out more than it freaks me out. They're like, where were you? You didn't answer your phone, blah, 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 because we're all supposed to be there at the touch of the phone because uh, we all need these things so much and we get really, really connected and attached to the results that we see on them from like social media results from if we want to find something, it's right there at your fingertips, right? It's You can go search the web. You can do so much stuff with this. And so if we look at back in the 1970s, what could this possibly be? It could have been that, um, it could have been that, you know, back in the day, back in the day, maybe whether it was those betas going into, you know, putting in those uh, beta cassettes in might have just been so exciting or, you know, even, you know, I, I remember the year that uh, CDs came out and that was like around 19... Well, I remember it around the 1986-87 time. And it was so rare and so expensive and people were so excited by it. So I think there's always been new advances in technology that people get super excited by. But I don't think it's ever been like the way it is now with every, you know, with the number of people with cell phones and computers and laptops and the fact that people are required to use them all the time too, that the rise in technosexuality has probably increased tremendously even over the last year with everything that's going on with COVID and people relying on the computers all the time. It's probably increased uh, tremendously. So 
we're going to look at some of the different things that go on with people who have technosexuality, maybe some of the struggles they're going through, and then we're also going to be looking at some of the things that can be done to assist you if if technosexuality is something that you're experiencing and at the same time it may be traumatizing to you and you'd like to change it, we'll look at what you can do to change it if that's something you'd like to do. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about technosexuals and actually a paraphilia with technology. So what does that, what does that mean? Well, paraphilias are where you have sort of unusual sexual attraction to something. Um, paraphilias are a broad range. It could be, you know, many things fall into paraphilia, including things like um, having, like, uh, urolagenia. I can never say that word right. It's, uh, I'm probably not saying it right now, but the urine uh, paraphilia where, you know, people get turned on by golden showers, that's in the same, it's all under the umbrella of paraphilias. And this one is the paraphilia with technology. So, I think, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of people right now are both 
both loving their tech because they're thinking, wow, this is a great way I can still connect with people. And at the same time, despising it because they're like, now I miss people and now this technology is an excuse for me not to have to see them personally. Uh, there's quite a mixed thing going on. You know, my daughter is right now doing homeschooling. Uh, however, she's doing something called remote schooling this week. So she's working with the, a teacher through the school board and they're doing school online. So she's on the computer for most most mornings. So she's it's it's interesting to see even her response to computers because she's not really a computer kind of kid. She's much more book oriented. And I think there is a whole there are a whole lot of kids that have probably some level of uh, technosexual, techno, technophilia going on. It's like if you try to remove the technology from them, they lose their minds and they feel very alone and very sad. And to me, that's kind of sad in itself. I feel I feel sad for the kids who can't connect with other kids, but they're you know connecting solely with technology. Is to me, I wonder, is this actually kind of like? plan in place to have people not be able to connect with each other or not know how to, uh, the whole thing is actually kind of disturbing to me, frankly. So for those of you who are parents out there who are listening and you feel like your kids may actually have this intense attraction to their technology, there are some tips and tools to be able to motivate them away from technology. And some of it is to help them become aware of how technology is actually affecting them. The obsession, the uh, the fact that their personalities change when the technology is removed is a pretty good indicator to them, too. You can even ask them questions like, is, you know, do you, you know, do you have a, a relationship with your computer? Do you feel more connected to your technology, like your computer, than you do people? I think asking them some questions around who and how they're connected, whether it's to people or to technology, will maybe start to open their eyes up to realize that they're not really connecting with people. So that might be a start. I would also engage with them more and more. So putting the tech away and having some quality time because somewhere they're looking for a few ways that their bodies will respond. They're looking for stimulation so their minds are being stimulated. They're looking so touch, hug your kid, um, you know, even do things with them that may involve like physical activities like going outside and running with your kid or, you know, soccer, something where you're physically engaging with your children so their bodies are having a different response than the stimulation they get from computers, especially if uh, if they're having a mad reaction, like really feeling, getting aggressive and being angry about having their technology removed. I personally have never gone through that experience with my daughter. It's never been something that's attracted her, so... And that way I've been pretty uh, lucky to not have to deal with that. But I am aware that that there are ways that you can start to get your kids to move away from the tech 
and moving into relationships with human beings. So it's not to say that they can't love tech in their life, that they, you know, there may be people who are geeks and nerds who absolutely love tech more than they like people. And at the same time, they might actually desperately desire having connections with people and not really know how. So it's our job as parents, as mentors, as facilitators to assist kids with figuring out how to have relationships with each other. So let's start with them. Let's start young because I'm watching like three, four, five-year-olds lose their mind if they don't get to play with technology if or if it's removed from them and they just go absolutely stark raving crazy. I don't really feel that that response is in, uh, it's not really a response that, that makes any sense to the actual activity that's going on. You know, so having your technology removed from you should not incite having somebody lose their mind and thrash around and hit or destroy things. So that's an extreme reaction. So let's put away the tech. Even if your kid has a thrashing response, just put it away and find ways to connect with your kid. I bet you probably don't even really know what your kid needs to feel loved. And all they have figured out for love right now is computers. And there is a physiological response they get from playing games that goes right into their brain that is equivalent to the same part of the brain for addiction of like cocaine. So certain games like um, uh, Minecraft, I don't know, I don't really, I don't play these things. I'm just kind of coming up with things I hear. And so if your kids are doing, if your kids are totally acting out when you're removing it, from them, they probably are on the verge of having kind of like a technosexual experience with technology and that removing it from them is like removing their best friend. So I don't know about you, but I would prefer my kid to have a best friend as somebody that's like they're in their peer group rather than technology and that the peer group is somebody they know in person, they see in person and they actually hang out with live one-on-one. And even though everything in the world right now is trying to stop people from doing that still, I still think that there are ways that we can ensure that there is sanity outside of extreme technology use so that kids, we'll start with them, can begin to have relationships that are healthier. And the only way they can learn that is through us as parents, mentors, and facilitators to show kids or to question kids and to work with them so that they know how to have a relationship because a lot of them do not even know how to have a conversation that is a sentence or more and look each other in the eye and they don't know how to have conversations anymore. So we are lacking human experience. We're lacking one-on-one physical touch. We're lacking a lot of things. And so we're turning to As a result, we're turning to things like technology to kind of give us comfort. Well, I can go to my laptop and I can see my friend. What a relief. Or I can go to my laptop and do the latest, greatest um, things in in, uh, technology that I find. 
I have to say, like, there are some graphic programs. When I find them, I find them very exciting. Or like editing programs, I find them very exciting. But I also know that I have somewhat of an addictive personality that I could easily get addicted to it and get so enthralled by it that I could probably land myself down um, separating myself from humanity and just going into different technology-related things. I could do that. I also see the value of human interaction and relationships. So because of that, because that I actually see the value in human interaction and relationships with people one-on-one in person, um, I prefer to be with people in person than I do online. So for me, it makes it a lot, a lot easier to have um, that that one-on-one. And um, there's something so tangible about having somebody in your in your space too. It's it's a little bit more intense in a way. And in the meantime, um, as as my friend Christine, who's producing me tonight, says, is like right now. Um, just being connected with friends via technology can be so comforting and it can be for sure. And unfortunately right now we're just in a um, kind of a place in time where that's difficult. So it's difficult to be in person. So our kind of our go-to is online or sometimes it's even distances are far away. So it's nice to be able to see your friends using different technology. So when we become dependent on it, and um, it's like our, if we don't have it around, we freak out. That's something to look look at is like, do you sleep with your technology? Do you have to hold it because it makes you feel better? If you're kind of doing this, you're actually having a relationship with your technology. So I would I would encourage you to look at how much time you're spending with your tech compared to how much time you're spending with your people. And if you're feeling lonely or sad, then I would say that you might need more people time and less tech time. So that's just one of my thoughts. There are a lot, There's a lot of sadness and loneliness going on. I've spoken to a lot of people in the last week who are feeling incredibly depressed and sad and lonely. And why is that? Because we're not having human contact and human interaction. And it's an incredible way to get society feeling sad, depressed, and in fear is to make sure that they don't get to be around their friends or family or loved ones. It's a great way to do that. I won't even get on my rant about that right now. But in the meantime, if you have an opportunity to go see people rather than having it be... um, something that's technology-based, go see them. It's going to be one of your first steps to being able to put the technology down and be in real time with real people. I find even when people come to me for sessions, they often bring their technology with them and they'll have their cell phone sitting right there. I'm like, wow, you're actually paying me really great money to be sitting here with me for me to be giving you both expert advice, facilitation, and healing, and your cell phone has become a priority. Uh, it, and it's actually part of this relationship. It's in your health relationship right now because it's sitting here in your in the office with me. 
you probably don't bring your family with you, but you bring your cell phone wherever you go, right? It's funny. Our relationship with our technology has become just as valid and important as bringing, say, cash with you, which hardly anybody's bringing cash around either anymore. used to be that we would carry money and our keys. Now we carry our phone as a priority and maybe the keys because you can do everything from your phone, including pay for things. So your phone has become, in so many ways, your best friend. Also, uh, this is a really good one. Actually, my friend Jonathan, who I had invited to come on, he hasn't been able to get on live, but he's sending me great pointers online, which are really uh, sweet, and I'm grateful for them. Uh, and he's going to keep trying to get back on. But he did uh, He did just want write one that says, if you're, he found this quote, I guess, <laughs> or maybe he just quoted it himself. He said, if you're holding or stroking your device, you may be in a relationship with it. Now, that's a good one. It's true. So if you are holding or stroking your device, and that's funny because as I was talking um, to you guys, I I was actually rubbing my compute, my laptop. And I have a tendency to do that. I tend to rub things. It's part of the other work I do. I rub I rub things. So I have been rubbing my laptop. So maybe I am in a relationship with it and I've been stroking it off. I'm going to continue to stroke it off as we head to our next commercial break. I'm heading to... So we are heading to a commercial. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to 
info at MilicaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. I, You know, it's been an interesting conversation tonight. I was actually inspired by a friend of mine who hasn't been able to get on the line. So if he does get on the line, you guys will get to to uh, hear his take on things, although he's been messaging me, so I get to use his thoughts and ideas on here as well. So it's It's been kind of um, interesting times, I would say, looking at the different technologies that are now available in the world, everything from our cell phones, our laptops, to robot sex dolls, to uh, even the mechanics, machines. You know, they say that men are more prone to technosexuality than women. And I don't know if it's true, but that was something that was, uh, you know, quoted, of course, in, um, we're going to go with like the Wikipedia Wiktionary, uh, was where I got that information, is that for some reason it has been associated, especially with male metrosexuals who express himself who tend to express themselves through technological devices so it could be like men at the time 2006 so we're looking at like Facebook maybe just came out and there was MySpace and things like that so that those sort of platforms possibly along with maybe chat rooms that were going on back in the day it's it's probably something where they are just assuming more men were into technology than women at the time. But I'd say that it's probably pretty even score now that we've got so many people with tech available. And it seems way even from 20, you know, 2006 to now, the number of people with technology in their homes, in their hands at all times exponentially increased. So even people in third world countries who don't have enough money for food have technology. It's become such a priority in people's lives that you can go to Africa and you can go to a town where people are pretty much starving. They'll have their cell phones, but they won't have enough money for food. And that's a weird sort of truth going on in the world right now. Technology has been so has like infiltrated our lives like a strange disease. And at the same time, it's been sort of, it's been a blessing for some things and a disease for other things. It's hard to say. It's quite a mixed bag. However, for those of you who are technosexuals out there, I, if you are, if you do identify as a technosexual and you really love it and you totally get turned on by tech, I honestly, there's no issue to me in the world with that. The only issue lies with if it's interfering in your life, in your relationships, in your um, job, and in your health, then that's where my concern would be. But if it just turns you on and it excites you more than people, well, how lucky are you to have an outlet? For some of you, though, I know that that's actually not true. For some of you, I know that there's actually a level of complete sadness and you're connecting your you know, to your technology because you don't know how to connect with people. And I would say that if you're using it as a way to avoid what's really going on, 
in your life, like if you're avoiding your sadness, if you're avoiding loneliness, if you're avoiding um, anything and you're using this as an addiction to try and get yourself excited, to get yourself to have some kind of arousal going in your body where your adrenals get kicked in and turned on like, "Mm, I got a like, I feel so good about myself. The dopamine goes into your body and you feel excited. If if you're looking for those kind of highs through technology and it's because you're feeling so lonely and disconnected from people and you don't know how to connect, but you desperately want to know how to connect, I, I highly encourage you to connect with me. Contact me through my website, melitzajelenik.com, or find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. You can private message me through there I'm on pretty much every social media platform I'm not on TikTok or Snapchat I'm not on the those ones but I'm on the old lady ones so find me on like the old lady social media platforms and message me there and I will be so thrilled to contribute to you so just let me know what's going on and I will be happy to to work with you so that you can connect with people again and it's such there's such a, a strong desire for people to connect and they just, we don't know how anymore. And one of the number one first things to do is learn how to look each other in the eyes again. I would say that most people, even nowadays, are not doing that, even online, uh, even via video. It's very rare to be online with somebody who can actually look you in the eyes. So, If you're on video and you're doing this often, practice there with looking people in the eyes and just seeing how can you connect with them more. How can you be more present in your relationships? And then from there, as you start to realize that, you know, maybe you can be safe with people because if you are, if you are identifying as a technosexual, probably your safest, most secure, most, intimate space is with technology that doesn't involve people. So it could be games where you don't have to know who's on the other end. You might be playing games where you have characters that you don't even know who those characters are. So you don't have to be intimate with them. You don't have to look them in the face. You don't have to connect in a meaningful way. And if that connection scares the crap out of you, yet you deeply desire it, that's that's the kind of people... That's who I can contribute to. That's who I can assist. However, if you are loving your technology and you love to love it and you like, you know, want to rub your cell phone on your genitals, that's your choice. I don't highly recommend that at all just because of all of the, you know, all the pulsed electromagnetic field emissions that come off of our technology, especially with Wi-Fi. I'm not a fan of rubbing these things on your genitals, but if that's your thing, I can't stop you. You're not hurting anybody. Uh, And if it's interfering in your job, your relationships, your life, or your health, then go for it. When it starts interfering in your jobs, your relationships, your health, and your, your life, then that's something to go, wait a second. I need to reconsider. I need to look at this and find out what is it that has me be so attracted to this and feel so lost without it. 
because part of the thing is feeling like I was mentioning earlier with kids, when you take away the tech and they kind of lose their mind, it's that feeling of feeling lost and feeling separation and feeling alone without it. And the thing is, we're not alone. So we need to learn how to connect. Now, this show isn't necessarily about learning how to connect because that could be an entire episode on itself. But I, I did mention earlier the number one step can be looking each other in the eyes. Even when you say hi, just look somebody in the eyes. Even if you're on uh, a chat and you're on like a video chat, look the person in the eyes, connect so that you can start to get that level of intimacy back into your life or have it in your life if you've never had it before. That's truly we all have a desire to belong and we truly all have a desire to feel loved, feel appreciated, feel honored, feel a genuine connection. Everybody, even sociopaths have that, whether they admit it or not, all have the desire for that. So it's a matter of figuring out what ways you do feel loved and what ways you do start to feel connection. And you know, if you don't know, then there are so many great books out there that can contribute to you. I highly recommend um, Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages. If you don't know how you feel love, check that out. If you are feeling like you want to feel like you belong more, check out Brene Brown. There are so many fabulous books out there that you can utilize so that you can start to realize how maybe far away from connection you've come and what you can do, what steps you can make to to have you feel reconnected to people. I'm not telling you to like eliminate technology altogether, but if it has been affecting your life and you're finding that you're having a deeper um, concern even, a deeper concern for your computer than you have for a human being, that's something to question. If you have a deeper concern for how your cell phone is than you do for a human being, that's something to question, just along with like things like cars and everything else. If your car gets scratched and you're more worried about that than the person who is driving it who might have gotten hurt, that's something to question in your life. So that means that you're actually placing more value on these things than you are on human beings. That could just be your value system as well. However, I know my value system is people first. So um, speaking of people first, I'm going to give you guys a few seconds to consider these things that I've just said, and we're going to head to our last commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone 
with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at militzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who have been listening to this show and you feel like you identify as a technosexual where you get really turned on by technology and mechanics and robotics and androids and things like that, um, congratulations. Maybe you have felt like you have a sense of belonging with uh, a group of people that you can feel like you identify as, as a um, as a techno uh, as a technosexual having technophilia and if you feel like that just gives you a sense of relief and belonging then welcome to that world and if you feel like you're in that you're in that category however you're you maybe you don't feel comfortable with that and maybe it's something where you're like actually I think it's gone to the extreme of an addiction and you would like some contribution on that, remember to connect with me. The thing about people in general, we're born with, you know, minimum of five primary senses. And we love having our senses be tantalized. Computers and technology have been built in such a way that they tantalize almost every single one of our senses simultaneously. So we get a bit of a an overload, a sense, a sense overload. And then as we have a sense overload, it takes a little while to adjust to having a few senses stimulated at once rather than being bombarded by all kinds of things like sound, light. Um, I mean, the one thing we don't get off of our computers is smell, although maybe some people do love the smell of their technology too. We get a lot of other things like touch, even the way that the computers and cell phones have been designed and even the the cases that can go on your cell phones have been designed, they'll have textures and they'll have sensations when you touch them. And I've worked uh, with a company for a number of years who had some really great healing technology. And one of the things that they had created uh, was a post-electromagnetic field mat that is for healing. And absolutely love their work. One of the things that they had done with their their control unit was they created it so that it felt as close to human skin as possible. Because the owner of the company had this awareness that if people could have it feel like human skin, they would be more attracted to touch it more often and they would use it more frequently. And every once in a while, I walk around places like Staples, which is a, a business store in Canada. And every once in a while, I'll walk around and I'll just touch the tech and see if they're using newer materials that feel more and more like human skin to see if we'll touch them more often. Now, if we have this desire to touch human skin so much, can we just go out and find some people that we can touch? Wouldn't that be interesting? So what are some of the things that if you are technosexual, I'm just curious if you can put your comments in um, any one of the places 
where there are comments available through podcasting. Put your comments in. I'd love to hear them or send me an email too. But like, what is it about technology that turns you on so much? I'm just curious because I personally don't have, uh, I wouldn't identify myself as being a uh, technosexual. So I wouldn't say that I am that. So some people would say that they definitely are. And that's, you know, that they can't live without that computer or that cell phone and they sleep with it and it comforts them. They wake up to it. They go to bed to it. It pretty much tells them how to live and what to do. Even maybe tells them when to drink. I know that there are so many apps out there now that could basically tell you how to run your life. Who would even need a wife? You just have your cell phone telling you how to live. I think people in the future will probably even go that far as to marry their cell phone. They may even argue with it, too, like they do with partners. You never know. But what I do know is that we are living in human bodies for to experience a human existence right now. We have these amazing bodies and we have this embodiment to experience all of these fabulous senses We have them to experience them with human beings, with nature, with all kinds of things, not just technology, but I'm not trying to exclude technology either. So I think there is a place for it. I don't think that we require an obsession with it or to be constantly um, attracted to that and only that. What if we created a world where you're attracted to many things? So... Um, One last point from my friend Jonathan, who couldn't make it live tonight, but has sent me another message. He was saying that even getting the chips in our brains um, that can bridge the gap between tech and human human connectivity. It's an interesting one, too. Yeah, so a lot of people are getting those chips in their brains for cell phones and things so that they can get their Wi-Fi right through their brain. So not a fan of that. Um, Just another way to have a slow and interesting death but um, if you love it and you're turned on by it and you feel more connected to technology through that and that works for you there's no stopping you from doing it I would just really get you to question what the motives are and if you're feeling really alone will that actually fill the gap will it or do you require some human connection I'm guessing human connection might be taught so until next week stay tuned in and turned on Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.